Allah. There is no God save Him, the Alive, the Eternal. This is the Pithal translation. Yusuf Ali is also a commonly accepted translator of the Holy Word and his version is as follows. Allah. There is no God but He, the Living, the Self-Subsisting, Eternal. Now let's dive into his message. We all know that this God fellow is responsible for a bunch of holy scripture, including the Torah, the Holy Bible, and the Quran. It doesn't stop there, though, the Holy Bible is actually two accounts, one called the Old Testament, and another called the New Testament, and if you so please, the Apocrypha, as well. None of them are easy to read, no matter who translated it. I think some of the plot gets lost in trying to be pedantic. So as not to pervert God's word. I think that's the reason it gets a little difficult, a little stilted. I'm a dummy. I need a new version. I need something in plain English, rather than poetry and stilted translations that don't flow. I need to be able to read the whole message, not just bits and pieces, including punctuation of how grand God is. We get it. God is God. But, back then, the idea of God being all-powerful would be news, so I get that too. The writer needed to impress upon the readers and listeners that God is pervasive. Everywhere. Inescapable. And an arbiter of justice and righteousness. For he who knows what is right and wrong and tells each and every one of us. So what is God trying to tell us in Al-Imran? First, we should disclose that in these 200 verses, which sound very musical when spoken, you can listen if you click here, are supposed to be about Mary's family, Imran being her father. God says Maryam is not Mother Mary, but she is special nonetheless. However, most Muslims accept that Maryam is the same as Mary, mother of Jesus of Nazareth. I'm sure we'll address this during the condensing of the material in plain English. Please bear with me. So, just to recap, the first section of this book is to tell you that God is the super spy of all time and you can do nothing about it. He's responsible for pretty much everything wonderful and therefore she is wonderful. God's gender fluid, my friends. That's how we're created in their image. By verse 9, the promise of hell starts to creep in. They mention a day with a capital D, a day where Allah will gather mankind together. In verse 10, it declares that neither riches nor the progeny of disbelievers will avail against Allah. They will be fuel for the fire. If any one message is consistent across these beliefs and religions, it is that there will be hell to pay for misbehavior. Alas, for thousands of years, we've ignored this message and done whatever the hell we wanted to. How convenient, ignoring all this message they'd given to us so long ago, warning us that being good is the only way to meet the original Santa Claus. That's right, I'm mixing up myths, you'll see the purpose, Islam, very soon. It's not to be sacrilegious. We promise. God. Team G.O.D. the G-Man. These are all things Crystal called me because she is irreligious and atheist, and yet here she is, using her fingertips to type my message to the rest of the heathens. The thing is, Crystal heard the message you've heard in the Quran and lived by it. She is the only proof I need to judge the rest of you. She is another Mary, truth be told, forged in countless tragedies and abuses. She blamed herself and saw their pain, highly empathic. She tried to guide them to the righteous path. All without claiming there is a God at all. She tried to lead people to be better people. She is the proof that atheism does not create strife. When she was a youngster, she decided there could be no God because a loving, benign, benevolent God would not have created pedophilia to deal with. Invalidation. Endless invalidation and rape. 
She's experienced every personal tragedy you can experience as a human being. Every last one of them. And, in the end, she has chosen to let it all go and move forward, trying to just do better and better, leaving behind a wake of goodness wherever she went. It costs her dearly, always being everyone else's cheerleader, sympathist, and therapist. She advised people who should be hated on sight on how they were wronged, focusing on the wrongs of the other party. Which forced those individuals to realize they were part of the problem suddenly. The simple validation received helped them realize they sucked and they could do better because she was ready and willing to be their champion, no matter how little they deserved it. To this end, this poor autistic woman realized her limitations, and would spend weeks and days in solitude, coming back to emotional equilibrium. She'd exile herself from others when they pissed her off, having her meltdown in private and waiting for the anger to pass. Nothing she said in anger was ever what she really meant, so she learned to stop speaking in outrage. She decided to turn inward, to write down that which happened, and then judge the content. Upon rereading her journal over and over, she began to see the bigger picture. She began to see the abuse, the manipulation, and all that others did to her, and she simply withdrew herself from those individuals. Just recently, some punk in Turkey raped her boundaries. He was hungry for freelance work online. He wanted to make a high-level income as a 16-year-old who cannot officially work yet, according to him. We're skeptical, 16 is the minimum age for Americans to seek employment. She had offered him a job months ago, but he took off, turning it into his own project that goes nowhere, failing to listen to her. She threw him another bone, offering to employ him to make her a simple application. An application to create hypnotic audiovisuals with very little effort on her part, which we are still looking for a humble programmer to accomplish. We might return to Fiverr, but we hear they take a big commission, according to the Turkish boy. First, he told her that $300 USD is too little to pay to automatically generate mirrored images from a single base image and then set it to music. This beggar told her she had to pay more because he couldn't easily conceive of how to do it, despite the fact that she found a Python library to do half the work for him. He declared he spoke to his peers about the pricing and it was too little and, furthermore, he had to make two separate apps. He couldn't make just one. And forget all the customization she wanted to make sure the videos were engaging. Keep in mind, this software she desired, was meant for making free YouTube content. She's not going to capitalize off this creation. She never intended to. But, it can take days to make one and so she thought if she could chop that down to about an hour instead, it'd be worth it to pay for it. It's for healing, brothers. So she tells him to forget it because he's trying to make her pay as much as possible. She checks how much Turkish lira converts to from $300 USD today, it amounts to 5,656 lira, rounded up, that is half of the average wage for a good salary in Turkey. This application that probably would take two days total for a more experienced programmer, and he wanted her to pay half a month's salary, compromise her vision completely, and deliver something she didn't ask for. Instead of forgetting it, he starts writing a script to rotate an existing mirrored image, one like a kaleidoscope, as an animated GIF. That's cool, but that's what we need. We suggested he make it a sample for his portfolio to sell his services through Fiverr and told him to drop it again. Then, for days, he starts harassing her, telling her he'd do anything for money, even after she explained both his and her points of view. I got off topic, I know, but this is who Miriam really was. Except updated to the modern times. A new version of the same delicate, beautiful soul, 
which is easily taken advantage of, and yet even so. She does everything she can to be righteous. Not because she might go to hell, not because she believes in God. But because she believes in a pain-free society. Greater than if we just stopped causing each other pain, we might be able to progress peacefully and quietly and live amongst the animals without duress. The Turkish boy was pissing her off, but did she tell him? No. Not in words you'd understand, earthling scum. She said, no, thank you, she said, I'm going to put this project on the back burner and think about it, she said, give me space. And instead, he smothered her like the shark he is, thinking she'd be an easy kill. Not on my watch, God said with a sneer. I told him, on her behalf, that she was dealing with some things that needed her attention. A very aloof statement, distanced, sane, rational. He inquired further, thinking if he just listened for a minute or two, she'd give him a bone. She'd cave and pay for the job he wanted to do, not the one she requested done. If he just gave some of his own energy, he could extort the cash from her. As soon as it became apparent that her legal problem was complex and emotional, he told her he needed to go to bed because it was midnight. And, 55 minutes later, he was still online. So I blocked him. And then I informed the person we met through, because he's part of the same server, that I blocked him. It's not about drama, it's about letting that other person know I'm through with that asshole. I gave him all the chances he needed, he proved only one thing, lining his pockets with cash is more important than the well-being of a fucking human being. So many of you are guilty of this, IT makes me dizzy. And, every day, someone who isn't guilty of this turns over to team greed anyway. They've been raped. They don't know what to do. If you can't beat them, join them, as they say. You make me sick. Dash. Here's the transcript for you thick motherfuckers who do not get it when a woman wants to cease speaking to you. P.S. It's easier to read than listen to. On February 8, 2023, starting at 2.48 p.m. Tolga. Alrighty. Would you maybe like to work together? I have some ideas that might interest you. Super underscore Fox. Not right now, but perhaps later. I'm on a healing spree. I just sprayed Microband 24-7 on everything she's touched in the past week, stripped her bedding, and took all the wash down to the laundry room. It's going to be an entire day of laundry, I believe. On top of that, I have to sanitize surfaces, do the dishes, and try to get a mountain of shitty food we cannot eat out of here because she gets this foul box of free food for being a senior and it's all a death diet. Mountains of tomatoes, gluten, oatmeal, juice full of ascorbic acid or citric acid. A completely acidic diet. Have you studied up on acidity versus alkalinity? Literally this charity has killed my parents if she dies. I'm not okay with this. At all. I'm not okay with the idea that some charitable asshole can deliver poison to their doorstep, but literally cannot give them a fucking box of fresh vegetables. Cheese food because it's not actually cheese, canned tomato sauce, macaroni noodles, spaghetti noodles, oatmeal, fruit and syrup, plenty of citrus, sliced and canned potatoes. I have about 500 pounds of this shit because they stopped eating it, subconsciously realizing it's poison. But if I try to throw it away, they raise a ruckus. Oh, no, give it to the dying neighbors. Help them die, instead. Where is God in this? I'll tell you where. He is preparing wrath? You ain't seen nothing yet. Tolga. R. Do you still hear voices in your head that are not yours? Or what happened to the crystal suicidal shocks? 
Super underscore Fox. Hmm? Crystal suicidal shocks? Tolga. Yes. Super underscore Fox. I hear fewer people in my head these days or they are less active. As my quest to become the ultimate healer progresses, I get rid of them bit by bit. Tolga. All right. Super underscore Fox. I would still rather be dead, quite honestly. Tolga. Maybe you want to see someone. Like a psychologist. It might help you. Super underscore Fox. That's funny. I used to see a psychologist weekly. I bet now I'd be diagnosed with MPD. Multiple personality disorder. Or perhaps something worse. Definitely borderline personality disorder since I'd rather not be alive. Tolga. Multiple personality disorder? Tell me more. Hello? Super underscore Fox. I'm multitasking, so a little slow. Tolga. KK. Super underscore Fox. Multiple personality disorder is now also identified as dissociative identity disorder, which is when a person's brain fragments itself and presents as multiple different entities that are housed within the same individual. Most often, one of them is a protective identity or an adult and another is a more childlike entity that needs protected. When the patient becomes stressed, the dissociated identity rises into a protector mode kind of like a cobra, making threats as needed or triggering the fight-or-flight response to remove the more childlike half from the situation that is inducing stress. I'm not MPD or DID, although I used to be something like DID where I knew each piece was me, but I gave them each their personality and used them much like role-playing. I brought out whichever one would work best for the situation at hand. Tolga. Okay. You should still see a psychologist though. Email. Super underscore Fox. I ruled out schizophrenia already. There isn't anything left that comes close in psychology. Tolga. Do you believe in God? Super underscore Fox. In an irreligious sense, yes. There is an invisible force that guides the universe, for we orbit it as the universe expands. It's impersonal and gives zero shits about me. There will be no saving me from my enemies or any of that shit. Except. Funnily enough. One of the voices I hear identifies with the name God. God knows things I don't, but isn't a show pony, so he won't perform for people to prove to them that he's who he says he is. I don't blame him. He works through me and therefore I'd have to waste our valuable time reiterating the same shit every fucking day just to prove to the skeptics that there is something beyond life. I know there is something beyond life because I see spirits. Primarily, animal spirits. I don't like humans anyway, so that suits me just fine. It's part of my Native American shamanic tradition, and I do not feel as if it is proof of some sort of heaven or god. Tolga. Maybe you are some kind of witch? Super underscore Fox. Besides, he's already given me all the therapy a person could need. You mean someone who casts spells? Tolga. You should still see someone. Kinda. Witchcraft. With your healing. Super underscore Fox. That's just Reiki and shamanism. Two historically accredited traditions that modern science and medicine try to discredit at every turn. You want to see magic, Togi? Tolga. Question mark. Super underscore Fox. I will heal you, if you like. Tolga. How? Super underscore Fox. 
Do you know anything about Hinduism? Tolga. They like cows. Also the only magic I need ATM is money, winking face. Super underscore fox. He he he. Yeah, they do. They think people reincarnate into cows. Tolga. Oh yes. I remember. Super underscore fox. Okay it'll take me a bit to explain healing. Long long messages, lots to say. The indigenous people of all of earth had connections to the spiritual side of life and passed the learning of this down through lineage. Although all tribes folks were free to learn about it and be taught, only the wise people practiced it on behalf of the tribe. This is true of everywhere, it's just further back depending on how advanced the civilization became and how quickly. I believe that when we spend time in our amygdala, which is prior to developing our conscious thoughts and having language, we are in tune with the spiritual forces all around us. I think this is the case because it's closer to the brain stem, which is where our sensory information is interpreted for the rest of the brain. I've been researching the brain to figure out just this, actually. Anyway, as we age and learn and learn, we move closer and closer to using our prefrontal cortex, which is right behind our foreheads, and where the third eye is purportedly located. Tolga. So can I do telekinesis? Super underscore fox. That means we are getting further and further away from the processing center that is convinced and are capable of receiving spiritual energy and information. However, we also say the third eye is a spiritual portal, so I have yet to answer that paradox. Maybe? I have no idea what the human brain is fully capable of. Tolga. I hope. Super underscore Fox. Anyway, if you think scientifically speaking, think of this, our brainstem is passing messages from body to brain on the subconscious level at all times, even while asleep. Sometimes, these messages are bad messages. Sometimes, they are messages of pain. Sometimes they are poor interpretations of stimuli, or muscle groupings become more vague to the brain's ability to interpret sensation and coordinate movement. There are individual areas of the brain that control pretty much each and every minor and major aspect of life. Thus, I can send messages to your brain stem to alleviate pain by intercepting the pain message. I can send messages to correct posture automatically without me even thinking about what to correct. I just intend to send healing energy. The body then consumes the energy to correct things that are not going right. Sometimes, this is just psychological blockage or a trauma that's imprinted on the amygdala and surrounding areas. That's Reiki, essentially, explained scientifically. From the non-scientific viewpoint, it goes like this. My willpower is a type of energy. Energy does not cease, it merely transforms into another type of energy. Since humanity is telepathically connected by an extremely thin stream of electrons and or energy, my willpower can then affect your well-being. Your own willpower can affect your own well-being, too. Inversely, if you spread hatred or anger around, you are hurting others with this same premise. This is the magic spoken about that are learned from the angels against the will of God in both the Holy Bible and the Quran. This is what we speak of when Native Americans say you have two wolves you can feed, the positive energy wolf and the negative energy wolf. Putting your energy into negativity will destroy your life. And, likely, it will destroy the lives of others, as well. So everywhere we look, in every holy text we have, every parable relating to character and how to act righteously versus unrighteously, we see that positivity, gratitude, joy, hope, are what we should be chasing rather than negativity. 
In fact, even psychologically speaking, we have proof that living in a lifestyle of gratitude, joy, and hope, as well as optimism, extends our lifespan. We enjoy more pain-free days, we stop and marvel at sunshine, starshine, and smell the flowers. We give our love to everything around us. People who embrace happiness tend to be healthier than those who do not. We have all the proof it will ever take to prove that living a well-intentioned life based in observing the reality of our intentions, especially when they backfire and cause malaise, dissonance, or unhappiness in others, is for the greatest good of all beings involved tm. By observing when our intentions go awry and being diligent in fixing the outcome until it is most suitable, we are able to live a life free of worry and negativity that comes from outside of us. Thus, like a samurai, we should all have a code of honor and ethics, whereupon we deem it necessary to avoid harming anything outside of ourselves, for we are all interconnected by an invisible quantum force that allows us to perceive that which cannot be perceived with our eyes alone. To live this code of honor and ethics is to reduce the anger and malevolence of all those around oneself. Therefore, I posit we are all latently, subconsciously, aware of the chaos and confusion we sow, the discord we leave behind, especially when we decide to simply blow up the bridges connecting us in the real world to others once we've done them dirty and wrong, we will have all that anger and unhappiness that is a direct result of misbehavior stirring in the backs of our minds, and if we do not regularly take care of ourselves by processing our feelings and writing out our actions over time, we will succumb to a numb state that forces us to seek drugs, alcohol, and every form of escapism possible. Especially if the ill individual has been raped and is unaware of the fact that they have been heinously abused because the rest of humanity hasn't caught on to the fact that forcefully crossing the boundaries of other human beings is, in fact, a form of rape. It is no longer merely forcing oneself upon a person in sexual intimacy. It is coercion, it is subversion, it is so many things that people routinely get away with everywhere we look. Tolga. I understand. But I gtg. Super underscore fox. That is to say, we are telepathic as a species and we ignore it as much as we possibly can, heaping tragedy and malaise onto each other and expecting the world to simply end because some sky daddy will come down and end it. In the Holy Bible, it even indicates a new earth will be given to the humans, but there is no way possible for that to happen, as we all know. Yet, these assholes continue to operate, thumping the Bible, screaming and yelling, causing dissonance to all those who will even stop to listen or end up walking by because they have no choice. And all we really need is more silence. Silence for the birds, the bees, the wild animals to fill with noise. Silence for running water to be heard. Silence so we can hear the cries of babes as they are literally forcefully penetrated by pedophile bastards who get away with their shit because the victim is too terrified to rise against them, because there is not enough support for these poor lost lambs, because we blame victims and shame them for existing because we ourselves understand in that moment we have been victimized, and we did nothing. Tolga. Let me know if you have a job for me. I need to work. Super underscore Fox. Reiki was founded by Moses, given to Jesus Christ, Muhammad, and more. The art was lost until Usui Macau, a Japanese man, fasted on a mountaintop until he was struck by a force that toppled him over. He fell asleep and, when he woke, he saw symbols of power float through his mind's eye. He then began to teach this to others, calling it the art of Reiki, which is a compound Japanese word that is translated about 15 different ways, but one of them is universal life source. There is an energy that is completely abundant everywhere in the universe, 
which is not so hard to imagine since we know what happens when we split a single atom of hydrogen, as we have already done in order to indiscriminately murder many, many people. This energy is something you can tap into via Usui Reiki symbols, but it doesn't stop there. Reiki is also the ancient shamanic thread that goes back to all those indigenous tribes. It is a spiritual art that heals the physical body, the mental body, the emotional body, and the spiritual body. Negative energies from outside forces influence you all the time thanks to telepathy, thanks to everything we know of reality. They can crystallize in any of these bodies and if they are not dealt with in a timely manner, they will cause the patient to commit suicide in some form or manner, up to and including, eating food that is poisonous to the system, drinking excessive amounts of alcohol in attempts to stop the heartbeat, overdosing on dangerous substances, and other more overt actions such as violence to the self. Reiki transforms the cosmic background radiation of the universe into a healing power that can and will dissipate negativities inside and outside of an individual's sphere of existence. This is how healing works. Dash. February 9, 2023. Tolga. Hello how are you? Hey Fox. Hey Fox. Haven't heard from you today. How are you? Dash. February 10, 2023. Togi, CEO of Plaz and Bookchain. Are you ignoring me? Super underscore Fox. I'm choosing not to answer your ims in this moment. Is it the same, or is it just taking space from someone whose energy is not matching my own? I like to be sedate, chill, relaxed, lay back, and take some time to think before I act. Additionally, do you think quantum healing is a walk in the park? I'm collecting accolades for my new profession for a career I've been forced to launch this month. You are being needy and if you persist in harassing me, I'm going to block you. I need some time to be me instead of me that answers Toki constantly. I haven't even looked at your ims yet and I might even be pleasantly surprised by their content, but they can wait. I'm talking to David about the war, which is a worrisome thing, as well, and I'd prefer to worry about that than answering questions about money and code. Toki CEO of Plaz and Bookchain. I just wrote are you okay and I was worried about you because you weren't online these couple of days. Dash. February 12, 2023. Tolga. Hey Fox. Dash. February 14, 2023. Super underscore Fox. Hello. How are you today, Tolgi? Tolga. I am fine, it's amazing to hear from you. Super underscore Fox. I'm glad to know all is well. I feel better today than I have in a while. How was your first project? Tolga. Not great. Super underscore Fox. What's wrong? Tolga. I mean, I delivered it successfully and got money, but it just wasn't worth my time. I worked on it like two hours, but I got five dollars. I'm grateful, but... You know, it's not much. Super underscore Fox. But you want to earn more money because programmers earn more money. I get it, yeah. Did they give you a good review? Tolga. Yes. How is your hypnotizing video app going? Super underscore Fox. I put a pause on it. Tolga. Oh, why? Super underscore Fox. If it's meant to be, it'll be. BB Rexa. Tolga. Lol. Super underscore Fox. 
So one thing is I spend a lot of hours converting my blog entries into podcasts with automated audio voices. I felt driven to complete that. Tolga. I know it was stressful as working as boss slash employee, but I think we can work together again. I am more experienced. And I have more respect to you. Super underscore Fox. Now I have four months missing because I deleted the podcast thanks to the crap I'm experiencing and I'm contemplating voicing it myself since I can't get Anchor to re-import it automatically, sadly. Tolga. Oh, what happened? Super underscore Fox. Oh, that would be nice if we can get there. I'm just letting it simmer in my brain in case I want to just ask for an image manipulation to make the videos myself with Windows 10 Movie Maker. That way, it's much less demanding. Well, I deleted a bunch of podcasts one day for no good reason other than I had the impulse to do it. Tolga. LOL intrusive thoughts. Maybe I can do something, similar for you. Super underscore Fox. Yeah, see, being psychic sucks. Tolga. Yes. Super underscore Fox. But it's okay. God tells me it was to prevent someone from learning information too soon since I'm taking them to court. Tolga. Who? Super underscore Fox. My ex-husband. Tolga. You have kids? Super underscore Fox. For rape and attempted murder. No, no kids, thankfully. I had a miscarriage in 2017. We weren't trying to have kids, either. Tolga. Oh okay. Wow. He can go to jail. Super underscore Fox. Yes, he can. He probably won't because he's white and male. And middle class. That doesn't stop me from trying to bill him for what the rest of my career was worth now that I am unable to work. Tolga. Why you are unable? Super underscore Fox. Because I can barely stay alive, bro. Frown I mean, I'm recovering, but I can't do the work I used to do so effortlessly anymore. I also cannot be anywhere where people have food anymore. Super underscore Fox. Three million smackaroos. Tolga. What's that? Super underscore Fox. Dollars. Tolga. So, you a millionaire? Super underscore Fox. Not yet. I hope someday. I want to employ people and do great things. Tolga. How do you have three mil dollars then? Super underscore Fox. I'm charging him to pay me for what the remainder of my career was worth. Tolga. Oh okay. Super underscore Fox. Basically, I'm going to hold him responsible for the wages I can no longer earn. I was making 109,000.00 USD a year plus 26k or more in bonuses, plus I had a pension, plus a lot of perks. I got a 3k raise from 106 when I started. That's like a 3.5% raise. With that kind of trajectory, I'd be a millionaire in 28 years or less. Which is the minimum amount of time I'd keep the job. I love that job more than any job I've ever had. I was never going to leave unless it got taken over by narcissists and psychopaths. Greater than their pro-women, pro-pride, pro-LGBTQ+, pro-feminism. Very equitable to all their employees. It was a dream job at a dream employer. And I lost it, in part, because he raped me every night and because he disdained me openly, making me feel like I can never be enough, 
that I am unworthy of being loved like a real human being, that I am not worth the effort to be a partner to and so much more, and then he gaslit me while I was questing for health and happiness as we lived together. He ruined my health, single-handedly, while my doctor watched me wreck myself. I'm taking her to court, as well. God tells me she's worth a fortune. Then the scumbag I was married to started to concurrently date another woman, who was in an open relationship with God knows how many people, all while convincing me he's gay and needs to try a gay relationship in order to coerce me into giving him some sort of permission to cheat on me. Tolga. How can he be gay? When he date two women. That's like the most straight thing. Super underscore Fox. Yeah, that's a great question. He was covering his ass so he could openly attempt to find a replacement for me without me yelling, screaming, kicking, and fighting. Every time I mentioned he was going to date another woman during his initial grooming phase for this, I got pissy. I got catty, bitchy. Obviously I did not wish to do that. I am monogamous to my core. I only discovered this after he started fucking her, of course, so I gave him rules to abide. Either he could go to her or he can stay with me. He tried some lame middle ground of keeping that woman, dating her celibately, which supposedly ultimately made her fall in love with him and break up with him because she wanted more and couldn't have it. Then, after making me feel completely inadequate, disgusting, and ugly, I found out the chick he was dating besides me looked exactly like me. So, ultimately, he found another woman to abuse and use and lose all over again. And when he talked to me as if he was primarily partnered with her, not me, the woman of four years and counting, I lost my shit, bro. He treated me like scum. Tolga. You're right. Super underscore Fox. I was throwing up in his bathroom one time and I remember I flushed a tissue. I had chunks in my nose and needed to blow them out, because, as you probably already know if you've ever vomited with enough gusto, it forces itself in there. He was more concerned over the tissue in the toilet than the fact I threw up in the toilet. Tolga. But I really gotta go, it's 12 a.m. for me and I have Jim on the morning waiting for me. Gotta sleep. Super underscore Fox. Okay, Togi, no problem. Sorry to unload on you, I know it's a lot. Tolga. It's a lot, but no problem. Super underscore Fox. I hope you sleep well, bro, and we can talk about the application in a few weeks if that's okay. Tolga. I know it was stressful as working as boss slash employee, but I think we can work together again. As I said. Super underscore Fox. I'll see if I can collect my thoughts before that. But I need to talk to my lawyer soon, it's time. I hope you sleep well, bro, and we can talk about the application in a few weeks if that's okay. Tolka, yesterday at 3.59 wanna rush, but if you want we can discuss tomorrow, about the app. And I can start developing her whenever you're free super underscore fox, yesterday at 3.59 p.m. I'll think on it. I don't want to commit in case my health tanks again. I ate a marinated steak and had to lie down slash become for days and days, sleepy and tired and cranky. Tolga. Oh okay got it. Super underscore fox. As you know, stress not good. Tolga. See you then. Take care. Super underscore Fox. But I will think on it, I promise. Good night. You too. Dash. Super underscore Fox. It's drama, honestly, but I feel compelled to tell you I blocked Toki for lying to me. 
He asked me about something very emotional and deep regarding why I want to take my ex-husband to court and try to make him pay me for the career I lost as a result of the ex-husband's bullshit, directly, and then told me over an hour ago he was going to bed. He is still online 55 minutes later, still marked busy, as usual. I don't have time for this shit in my life, he's distracting me from what is truly important, which is holding all the people who have wronged me accountable where necessary and moving forward as Sansa or Salsinger. Messiah of the 21st century. Like it or not, I am she.